Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to a new episode of the Geek Town Behind the Scenes podcast. I'm your host, Dave Elliott, and on this episode, I'm chatting with Chris A. Peterson, editor of many, many TV shows and films and documentaries, but most recently, he's been working on Ryan Murphy's Impeachment American Crime Story. Impeachment, which is currently airing on BBC Two, tells the story of the Bill Clinton scandal through the eyes of the women at the centre of the events, Monica Lewinsky, Linda Tripp and Paula Jones. Chris edited episode four, which has just aired in the UK, and the upcoming pivotal seventh episode in which the affair between Clinton and Lewinsky goes public. Chris is an Emmy and Ace Eddie award-winning editor of feature films, television series and pilots. Outside of impeachment, he has worked on a number of other Ryan Murphy projects, including American Horror Story, 911 and The Politician. He also has worked for both Marvel and DC, editing the brilliant Jessica Jones, the mind-bendingly weird Legion and the pre-Batman series Pennyworth. He also has a background in documentaries, having worked on Seduced, Inside the Nixium Cult, The Assassination of President Kennedy, Richard Pryor Admit the Logic, and many, many more. If you'd like to hear more behind-the-scenes interviews, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Geek Town Radio. This will also give you our weekly Geek Town Radio podcast, which brings you all the latest TV, film, and gaming news. You can also go to the website at geektown.co.uk for daily news stories and all the latest UK and US TV premiere dates. Here's the interview with Chris A. Peterson. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. It's lovely to be able to sit and have a chat with you about your work. Been uh, watching through Impeachment. There's a bunch of other shows as well, which you sort of worked on, which I'd like to have a chat with you about as well. So before we get 
into any of that? Just a bit of background about you. How did you get into editing in the first place? I took a film and video class in high school. Right. A long, long time ago now. Um, and it was a bit of why we watched some movies and, you know, we watched some classics like The Graduate and a lot of 60s films, 70s films, which is what my professor liked. And they just happened to be once I saw The Graduate, I said, this is for me. I want to work on films. Although I'd say I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to work on them. Yeah. But I found even when even in high school working on these little short films that I tended to like being in the editing room, which at the time was tape to tape. But I still liked the control of having, you know, a nice quiet room. And all I had to fight with was the footage in, in the film. So that's that's kind of got my interest in college and graduate school. I, I dipped into other things, you know, just so I could get kind of a broad education. So I did some directing, some cinematography, but I always came back to editing and it's always what I enjoyed the most. So I kind of realized that's where I should be. And I've been I've been here ever since. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that. I started off doing tape to tape editing and that sort of stuff as well. So I'm aware of that sort of stuff. And editing was always the thing that I liked about the fact that, you know, you were away from everybody else and didn't have to deal with people. <laughs> and like, you know, sets always seemed kind of wild and out of control. And there's just so, so much, it always felt chaotic to me. Yeah. And the edit room always felt very calm. And I, I guess it's something I like. And I like air conditioning. So, <laughs> yes. oh well. Yes, particularly in LA, that's quite useful. <laughs> Definitely. So you've been working on a number of the shows for uh, Ryan um, I mean, presumably that's how you ended up working on impeachment because you've worked on a bunch of his other stuff as well. Kind of a funny story when it comes to how I got involved in American Crime Story is I had seen the first season and loved it. And that was actually the first Ryan Murphy thing I had ever seen. Just yeah. by chance, I it wasn't I hadn't seen, you know, Horror Story or any of the other series. And I said to myself, I really need to work with Ryan Murphy because I think this is a really interesting series. Yeah. So I ended up getting in contact with him and I and I interviewed with uh, Alexis Martin Woodall, who's who's one of the executive producers on the series and, and kind of oversees a large part of Ryan Murphy television. And I said, I really love to work on American Crime Story. And they're just they, they were kind of in the middle of the second season at the time. And so she said, hey, I would love to, you to get on the next season of it. So I ended up working on three other series. I worked on 911. I worked on American Horror Story and I worked on The Politician. And then finally, the third season of American Crime Story came around again. And when she offered it to me, I was like, yep, that's what I've, that, that's been my dream. So I'm, I, I was really excited to finally get to work on it. So in a weird way, I've worked on and off with Brian Murphy television for so long now, you know, it's been four, four years that I feel like I've kind of gotten by osmosis sort of have been able to synthesize Ryan Murphy's style mm -hmm. and, you know, having watched season one of American Crime Story season two several times, I felt like I was set up to just join this season and feel super comfortable. Mm -hmm. So it was really easy because I felt like I've gained a level of trust with them and they kind of just said, do your thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Approaching American Crime Story 
this time around. The focus of it, obviously, is the impeachment, but it's told from the point of view of the women rather than focusing on the president himself. So do you just want to talk about how you approach that with the editing? Absolutely. I think, especially for, for the two episodes I edited this season, episode four and episode seven, they both are kind of bottle episodes. Like They're very contained. The first one being concentrated on the development of the relationship between Monica Lewinsky and Linda Tripp. And the second episode being sort of a bottle episode that was concentrated on the destruction of the two of their relationship as the whole affair kind of busts open into the into the public. So in an interesting way, they were already two episodes that were were so focused on on the emotions of the two women, which was a great place to start. And I think for me, it it was about sort of focusing the the time on screen with them. So really heavily favoring shots of them, sticking with them and reducing the amount of time of the other characters on screen. And, And a lot of that was designed to just live in their experience. But also in shot choice, Ryan Murphy's team, they always shoot the episodes. We get so much coverage. They give us so many amazing options. And it was nice to be able to sort of push everybody sort of away from camera and kind of choose the shots that kept them in the foreground. So we kind of felt like we were really close to them and experiencing what they were going through. Yeah, I mean, particularly, I think it's episode seven. You got a couple of the most interesting bits. The Saturday Night Live sketch, I think, is in that one. (laughs) And the infamous live denial from Clinton as well. So you kind of got these big key moments. What was your approach to those two things? The Saturday Night Live scene is like one of my most proud moments in the episode because it was the moment that Linda Tripp sort of realizes instead of being the hero of the story, she's kind of the butt of everyone's joke. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of things that I focused in on that scene. And one is John Goodman sort of portraying her on screen. The size of the two shots were actually different. And I ended up literally blowing up and shrinking the shot so that it was a literal visual match between the two of them. And that was designed to just sort of go in this moment, what she thought she was is completely obliterated. And what we see is she has become John Goodman making fun of her to the rest of the world. Yeah. And right after that happens, Sarah Paulson, who does an absolute, she nails this part, her face drops. And it's just absolutely heartbreaking to see, to feel that moment Mm -hmm. and just sort of staying with her to experience that. Yeah. In terms of the sort of famous press conference that Clinton says, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah. I actually chose to stay more on the women's experience and to Mm -hmm. have many of his lines off screen because I thought it was, it needed to be about their experience at that moment. And that's what I focused on. It makes perfect sense given that's the journey you're following. And we kind of know, you know, I mean, that, that clip has been all over the place. People know what he was doing. So presumably you had footage of the actor doing that as well. So you were given that option, but went the other way. Yeah. It was interesting because every time I got a scene where it was, was something that I actually could watch 
because I had the archival footage, I would go digging through the internet. And, and for example, I found that Clinton moment and watched the whole press conference just so that I knew what it was like mm-hmm. sort of as I remembered it. Cause I'd seen We've all seen the clip a million times and yeah. I watched it. Oh, right. That's the way it was. Clive Owen. I never asked him, but he must've studied that clip because he nails every single moment of Clinton, including Clinton stumbles on a few of the lines and you'll hear Clive match that exactly. Wow. And it was absolutely amazing to see. But when I was editing that scene, I was thinking, well, how could I give the audience instead of sort of showing them the same event again, how could I twist the experience so that they can experience that thing they've seen a thousand times in another way? (laughs) And that is why I chose to stay off him more and stay with the women's experience because you're suddenly going to put that into a new focus. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. It's a really interesting way of doing it. Are there any other particular scenes that stand out for you from an editing point of view that you're particularly proud of? I think in episode four, there's a montage. It's the Linda tapes, Monica montage, you know, as we have heard the, the tapes over the decades, it's one of my most proud montages I've ever cut because it's extremely fast cuts and it moves through a series of like we'd encapsulate so many hours and days of, of recordings into a very short two minute section. And it was just an exhilarating scene. The director really shot the hell out of it and they shot it over, you know, maybe a a two month period. So I just kept gathering all of these pieces over time. And then I just hunkered down and it took me like three days to like kind of put this giant montage together. And it was just a lot of fun. It's just a, it's a fun montage and I think it's impactful. Yeah. You talk about it sort of taking you three days to put like that particular montage together. On average, when you're putting together a drama like this, how long are you actually spending on an editing? Yeah, it's interesting because most of these jobs, I'm, you know, I'm on them for six months or a year and, and you sometimes don't think about how long you work on something. Yeah. And I think it generally it's a minimum of 500 hours of work for one hour of television. <laughs> wow. That's I mean, insane. sometimes a hair shorter, but sometimes a lot longer. Yeah. And on a, on a feature film, you know, you're, you're on it often a year. And so do the math as several thousand hours. That's but crazy. I never even think about it. I'm just in the mode and I work every week and I keep going. And it's pretty amazing how much energy goes into these things. Yeah. I mean, particularly on something which is a high end drama like that as well. I imagine there are certain sort of, you know, if you're working on, I don't know, a CBS procedural, they get through things a lot quicker because there is a standard format that they do. But when you're dealing with something which is much more complex, something like this, where it's very unique, I imagine that's going to take you a lot more time. But that's crazy. Yeah, I think some of the series I worked on earlier in my career, they were sort of standard procedurals and they sort of crank them out a lot quicker. I mean, this series, some of these episodes, they're, they're shooting as long as they would shoot a feature. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can see it in the details in the series. Like it feels really cinematic and it's amazing. But there's definitely a, you, you are going through a lot of footage and constructing that together. And it just, it just takes time. And then the notes process is, is just maybe a lot longer on a series like this than maybe your average um, yeah. 
your average series. So moving on to one of the other things, where does something like a documentary series fit into that? Because I, I noticed one of the things you worked on was the the Stars documentary, the Seduced Inside the Nixium. Mm cult which uh was i mean I, I watched that and the vow uh which was both sure. very interesting slightly different takes on things because the seduced one had india oxenberg involved in it didn't yeah. it so both very fascinating documentaries but when you're coming to something like that which is you're dealing with not a dramatization of a real world event but actual real footage of stuff and putting something like that together how much are you going through what what's your approach of constructing something like that documentary is where i came from is where started and something I love and still love to go back to. And and the interesting thing about a American crime story is that it's kind of my happy place because I get to take a a real world event and melt it with a scripted project. That's super cool. But working in documentary, it's almost a, a different set of skills. Because, you know, when I come into a documentary, uh, I'm thinking much more as a writer. And although you have to have the same skill set in terms of building scenes, building sequences, imprinting a style to it, but you're finding the building blocks and building it from there. So it's really a process of instead of looking through dailies to see what the right take is and which shot to be on at what time, you're really going, okay, what what is the content first? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I need to find the building blocks of that thing, which is really a mission of discovery. (laughs) Yeah. Then it's a question of sort of like slowly sculpting that into a story Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to having the story there and just sort of sculpting a style. If that makes sense. I'd not really thought about that, but yes, I mean, the editing process, I guess, in a documentary becomes sort of editing slash writing because you're having to construct the story based on whatever footage happens to be coming in and yeah on some documentaries i'm sure you don't even have all of it at the start and don't know where it's going to end so <laughs> exactly no it's a, it's cool to get to do both still you know between documentary and scripted because i, I love them both and i I think I kind of steal different techniques and things from both and I get to incorporate them, take some documentary type approaches and apply them to a scripted series and then also a scripted series and apply them to a documentary series. So I think they they come in handy, especially when you kind of run into a conundrum in a particular scene. You can usually borrow some techniques from the other mm-hmm. and apply them. Yeah, no, that makes sense. The other shows you mentioned you worked on, nine one one was one of the things, which is another Ryan Murphy show. Uh, although uh, yeah, more procedurally than the others, but I love that show. It's I watch very few procedurals because there are so many of them out there, and but that is the one that I always make sure I watch is nine one one. And I think because of the way it's constructed and the way it's edited together, and it's visually quite different and interesting, I think to a lot of the other things. What was your experience working on that? It was my first Ryan Murphy series, and it's very different stylistically than any of his other series. Yeah. By far. I was kind of blown away at how well the emergencies are shot. I mean, they are like really cinematic. And I was really impressed getting that footage. I worked on season one, so it, right, yeah. it was like the wild, wild west. We were figuring out the show figuring out the style, figuring out those characters for the first time. But it's not a style of show that I'd worked on. So I was in the trenches learning every day about how, how to how to make that particular show and how to make the emergencies 
sort of function mm-hmm. an editorial level you know you really have to help create the the pulse of the scene you know the danger in the scene the sort of positive nature of of how they solve each one as it goes so it's a lot of fun yeah and the other thing with that show is there seems to be a sort of overarching idea that like stitches everything together as well so i guess through the editing process you're sort of finding that in the story as well as stitching the various different emergencies you know they tend to have an overarching theme of you know love or particular relationships or that sort of thing yeah it's Tim, the showrunner on that and sort of the main writer, loves to sort of build themes into each episode. And mm-hmm. it's it's often really subtle. So I'm, I'm really glad that you found that. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's more overt and sometimes it's it's subtle. But it was always kind of fun. You know, I did one called Trapped and it was like had all these themes about people being trapped. And mm-hmm. it was it was just a ton of fun to sort of figure them out. Yeah. Yeah. Those themes. It's a wonderful, wonderful show. I, I really adore that. And the other shows which you worked on, which are, are even more my sort of wheelhouse, Jessica Jones, you worked uh-huh. on as well. A Legion, you also, which must have been an insane show to work on because that was just bonkers. Jessica Jones, still one of my most proud series I worked on. It's a phenomenal I, show. Melissa Rosenberg, the writer and showrunner, is just one of the greatest humans ever and had such amazing vision and the editorial was just a blast and she's just so great to work with. Legion was wild and amazing and uh, an editorial adventure <laughs> on every episode because a lot of it was like taking what was on the script and, and playing mm-hmm. because often it, it was about creating just a certain vibe, stealing little pieces from footage, you know, from this episode, from other episodes, cutting people out of shots and pacing them in other shots. It was wild, but a, a ton of fun, very stylized show. And in that way allows you to explore an editorial. It's great. Yeah. You also did Pennyworth as well. So just sort of jumped from Marvel to DC as well. Pennyworth, top three things I've ever done. I did the pilot and the series with Danny Cannon. He is one of the most talented directors I've ever worked with and gets you these cinematic shots that just still that pilot blows me away. I'm I'm so I'm so proud of it. And it's such an interesting sort of mix of genres. It's sort of, you know, a a superhero show without any superheroes in it. It plays on on the edge and its use of comedy. It has some of the characters are are entirely bizarre, but they're just so believable. But I, I love how it's sort of classically shot. And to me, it always looks just like every episode looks like it's $20 million Mm -hmm. to me when I see the the production design and the actors bring like such a, such a great weight with them. And then you laugh along the way, the British humor and that the sort of awkwardness of it is just was so much fun to play with. And it was always about like just adding frames to awkward moments and then adding seconds and then adding tens of seconds where you just can help create the most awkward situation and getting humor out of that. Yeah, it's wonderful. I I do really love that show as well. You've worked on some fascinating, interesting projects. We've been on about half an hour, so I'm going to let you go. But anything else coming up that you kind of could talk about or anything else you want to mention? Sure. Um, Right now, I'm cutting a, a feature film. It's a Netflix Hello Sunshine aggregate 
film with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher, um, <laughs> written by Aline Brosh McKenna, who was the writer and showrunner on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, who I worked with. She wrote Devil Wars Prada. She's phenomenal writer and director. And she asked me to come work on this film and it's been a blast, but I think I'll be cutting for another, you know, seven or eight months on that. <laughs> wow. I always laugh because I feel like my career has been so random. Like I've worked on so many different styles of things. Yeah. Which I kind of love because I love, I never like to get too comfortable in anything. I like to switch genres and have to learn new things and, and keep the challenge fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that sort of uh, brings me nicely onto my last couple of questions because uh, mm -hmm. these are the same for everybody. The first question is, what TV shows are you watching at the moment? The series that I watched all in one day was The White Lotus. Right, yes. Which I think is just phenomenal. Uh, amazing comedy and depth and absolutely astonishing work. I loved The Flight Attendant. That's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are kind of my two my two recent ones. Yeah. The, yeah. the ones uh, I've been mostly watching fe features lately just because I'm on a feature. So I tend to like study up, you know. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> but The White Lotus, I, I've watched several of the episodes multiple times just because I think they're just in and of themselves like a piece of art. Yeah. Great choices. Great choices. If you had the opportunity to work on any TV show, it can be something historical from the past, can be something that's on now, or can be some sort of future genre that maybe you haven't worked in, although you worked in quite a lot as we've established, <laughs> what would it be? I think I would love to work on any future White Lotus seasons. I think White Lotus... <laughs> I hate to bring it up twice. White Lotus is like probably the best thing I've seen feature television, anything in the last five years. Right. I, th I think it's that good. And oh. I, would, I would love to work on it. And it just seems like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Like watching it, it is both deeply disturbing and <laughs> hilarious at the same time. And so I just think as an editor, it would be a lot of fun to play with the comedy and the darkness. Yeah. It's a great choice. I mean, it was a it's a phenomenal show. So definitely. And, a good uh, I do. I do think Pennyworth is not only uh, being someone who worked on it. I'm actually just a huge fan of it in general. And I would go back to working on that series anytime because I just I love the whole crew. I love the crew. I love I love the way they tell stories. I love working with Danny Cannon. So I would I would do that anytime. I'd work on anything with Danny Cannon. <laughs> because awesome. he's that he's that talented of a guy. Yeah, that's great. And that is also a wonderful, wonderful show. So uh, yeah. I think they've they've just announced they're filming the third season right now. So Yeah, and I I'm hearing that they're moving to HBO Max, which I Yes, I yes, they are. Remember, yeah. Which is great. I think it's a, a great venue. Yes. I, I think that'll be a good home because i think the world should see it and the more the more eyes that can get on the series the better just because i think it's great not yeah. not having anything to do with whether i worked on it or not <laughs> thank you for your time and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk again because i'm sure you'll pop up on something else given breadth <laughs> of stuff that you're on so have a lovely day and talk to you again soon you too thank you so much cheers bye cheers. Bye. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.